Welcome to the Gaining Momentum Podcast with your hosts, Abby and Megan. This is the podcast where we try our best to parent our kids for the world we want them to grow up in and the world we live in now. Welcome back, Gaining Momentum community. Abby and Megan here, and we are so happy to be with you for another episode this week. Abby, how are things? Things are all right. COVID has finally come for us. I Mm. feel like it was, I feel like we're in the movie Final Destination, where like we managed to avoid it for so long, but um, Mm -hmm. I'm the Devon Sawa in this one, because so far everyone in my house has it, but I don't. You know what? (laughs) That is like the second time Devon Sawa has been referenced in my life this week. Weird. I know which is like a colleague of mine had not seen Casper and the two, the two of us who are like older millennials were like, wait a minute, we, we need to talk about Casper. <laughs> it's a weird, I thought you were going to be like, oh yeah. When he was on the show, Nikita, because I watched that show and Shane West was on it too. So it was like a very nice. yeah important part of our childhood <laughs> as Nikita. adults. <laughs> I might need to do a revisit on Nikita. Yeah, man. Shane West and Devin Sawa. What was Nikita? She was like an assassin, right? Yeah, maybe. Something- yeah, oh and she's played by Maggie Q. Right, Maggie Q. Awesome, <laughs> love it. Anyway, we digress. Devon yeah. Sawa, <laughs> real Devon Sawa digression. <laughs> but now, if we could segue from Sawa, you know what month it is? I do. It, it is, is Black History Month. Yes, it is a celebration of Black history, of Black present, of Black future, mm-hmm. and just like a, a month where it's highlighted, but amongst one of 12 where it should always be celebrated. A hundred percent. Yeah. It's always the tricky thing with these like celebratory months. It's not that like, you know, obviously it's great. And like, we want to like make that space to like really elevate and like promote resources and do all those things. But I mean, that's always the itch, right? It's like this every month should be like, yes, that space. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, exactly. And so I figured maybe for our intro, we could highlight some of mm-hmm. the content that we have been reading, watching, listening to. Sounds good. And uh, yeah, that features black artists, black creatives, just a celebration of Sounds blackness. Awesome. Absolutely. And just a heads up, we have been trying to highlight some of those things on our Instagram throughout the month as well. Um, so if you are looking for resources or you're looking for, um, cool stuff to engage with. We're, we're trying to make sure that we, um, share some of the, probably some of the things that we're, we'll talk about today, but, um, should be in our, on the gram available for folks to look at. So what have you been listening to Meg? Any podcasts come to mind? Actually, there is one podcast that I wanted to flag kind of more than a podcast. There's this really cool group of, uh, young people out of Surrey, Surrey, BC. Yes. Sorry. Sorry, BC. Um, they have this Instagram and, um, it's more than an Instagram. It's more than a podcast. I don't know what, what's the group called. They're called daily dose of blackness and it's youth, um, a youth collective. And they do a bunch of cool stuff like art and, um, social justice and, um, interesting. Like they'll do like highlights around different things like fashion or music or things that are inspiring them really like elevating black voices and black creators. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's young people, which I think is super cool. I'd say, check them out. They're pretty awesome. What about you? So I'm not specifically like watching and reading things for black history month, but I just Mm -hmm. always am consuming totally uh, content by black creatives. So some of the Mm -hmm. podcasts that I've been frequently, frequently listening to and catching up on and spending time with are the black guy who tips podcast. Nice. 
go off sis. Mm, I love that one. Nosy neighbors, which just Mm -hmm. makes me laugh so hard every time (laughs) black people F with Harry Potter. Oh, that's amazing. I haven't heard of that. Yeah. Black girl songbook. Nice. And always, why won't you date me with Nicole Byer? Oh yes. Like always. And that one also always makes me laugh. And then just some of the books I've been reading lately. Cause I've been going in, like I'm back into reading in the early Mm -hmm. part of the pandemic. I just couldn't, I couldn't do it. I couldn't sit down and read it. I had a really hard time focusing, but now I'm like back into it with a vengeance. So I've been reading the black kids by Christina Hammonds Reed while we were dating by Jasmine Guillory grown by Tiffany K Brown. And that one should definitely come with a trigger warning about sexual assault and um, mistreatment of youth in that way. Mm Mm-hmm. The Vanishing Half by Britt Bennett. Yes. The Other Black Girl by Zagia Delilah Harris. Mm-hmm. And You Got Anything Stronger by our pod favorite, Gabrielle Union. Nice. And then with my kid, we mm-hmm. always are reading Thank You, Amu and Saturday by Oge Mora. Nice. And I'm also going to put a shameless plug here for my upcoming book featuring Yay! a Black character, Mobo Saves the Day. Amazing. So that one's the one by me, illustrated by friend of the pod, Catherine Katya. Nice. I love it. So I'm not a reader. Like, I think I've said that before, but I do. I'm a, a, like an audiobook. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been making my, my way through. Have you heard of Girl, Woman, Other? Yes. Okay. So that's been really good. It's a, it's a hard listen. I would mm-hmm. argue like it has some, like you said about uh, the one that you, you just gave a bit of a content warning on. It has mm-hmm. some, um, some tough content and then um, collection of poetry. So I was excited to share it with you. It's by a poet named Erica Martin. Mm -hmm. It's basically a collection of poems that they've written. It's called the civil rights movement in poems. It's called as we rise. Mm. Nice. Have you been watching any movies or anything? TV shows? It's like, we were talking kind of before we hopped on, I'm feeling like by the time, like everybody's in bed and fed and like cleaned up, I'm like, spent totally spent so that's funny yeah that's like that's how I've been feeling lately so like Mm -hmm. once everybody's in bed that's like my time where I just zone out in front of the tv Mm -hmm. so I've been like watching well also because we still have our crave subscription so I'm like determined to get as much out of it before we cut ourselves off after two months yeah so like just since we got crave at the end of December, mm-hmm. I've been watching, well, Grownish is on Disney Plus. I've been watching Grownish, but yes, love it. Insecure, caught up on the Two Dope Queens HBO specials. Nice. Love Life Season 2 with um, William Jackson Harper, who was Cheaty on The Good Place. I don't know that show. Oh, watch it. And Jessica Williams is in it too. <gasps> Get out of here. It's, oh, it's so good. It's so, so good. And I've been, uh, we watched Watchmen. Nice. Oh, we watched that too. Yeah, it's so good. I'm fully so caught up on good. Euphoria. Oh yeah. Euphoria. I've been watching that. Actually I have been watching some stuff, but I'm like, I feel like <laughs> some of these are watches that we did a while ago or like, I'm sort of passively watching Euphoria cause I find it very difficult to watch, but I know like, I love Zendaya and like, it's what she's doing there is incredible. So yeah. I'm like, I'm tuning in and out and I'm like reading the synopsis sometimes. Oh my God. I'm, I'm like, obsessed with Zendaya. Like I watched an interview with her and Issa Rae from Ooh, a nice. few years ago and it just, yeah, <gasps> yeah. It, was, it was, it was great. Um, we, I also caught up on the Serena Williams documentary from like several years ago, being Serena. Nice. That was great. And then my, well, I'm like smiling because I just love the show so much before you mention it, a black lady sketch show. Oh it's my God. So, so funny. So funny. <laughs> so good. Um, and then when you were talking, I was just thinking when you were talking about Nicole Byers, one podcast, I also mm-hmm. wanted to, uh, plug the other podcast with Shashir. Mm-hmm. Um, 
best friends, which yeah. is also just like a lovely portrait of friendship generally. And they're both hilarious. And yes. um, it's a, it's a, it's a light and also fun. Listen, most of the yeah. time. And in terms of kids content, because we're on the movie train now, since we're yeah, a yeah. long time. Yeah. Um, oh, speaking of, I didn't mean to do that, but we watched the movie home Nice. Yeah, <laughs> with that, that Rihanna voices, the main character. Yeah. And then we're even watching Ada twist scientists on Netflix. Yeah, we've been listening to that, watching that too. Yeah. And, and we've the been books. watching. Oh, wait, I don't know if I knew there were books. Yeah. Ada twist scientist comes from a book series. Oh yeah. I don't watch those credit cards very carefully. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's worth, it's worth checking that out too. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And we've mm-hmm. been watching a snowy day a bunch. Cause that's just, mm, usually we watch beautiful. it on the holidays, but we just continue mm-hmm. watching it now because it's just so fun. Yeah. It's lovely. And yeah, that's what we've been listening to and watching and reading while we are taking care of business. Yeah. Taking care of business in your, in your COVID uh, homestead at this juncture. Exactly. And while we're taking care of business here, our guest today was Christine, who we talked to about starting a business about entrepreneurship. Yes. It was a lovely conversation. Um, we hope that you will, uh, enjoy it and get inspired by the journey that uh, she and her family have been on to start this business. Welcome our guest, Christine Hardy, to the podcast. Christine and I have been friends for over 20 years, beginning when she was my rookie during training camp of soccer (laughs) at university. She's one of the kindest, most open-hearted, most supportive, generous people I've had the honor of knowing in my life. And what makes her a great guest for today's episode on entrepreneurship is that she, along with her husband, Rob, have recently opened a cidery. Riley Cider is taking the cider world by storm. So we want to find out how she went from full-time nursing to taking her passion for sustainable farming and turning it into an award-winning, that's right, award-winning <laughs> cidery while parenting two young children. Christine, welcome to Gaining Momentum. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here today. Welcome. We're super excited to have you and thanks so much for making the time. And I just want to dive right in because I'm so curious to know how this thing came to be. Like, let's start with the conception. How, how did you get the idea for Riley's and like, where did this come from? Well, basically uh, we took over this crazy property that has <laughs> uh, hundreds of different apple varieties. Amazing. Um, and we really were looking for something to do with all of them. Like some of them were actually uh, traditionally used for cider. And so Uh, We thought it would be a great use for a lot of the different apples that we had to turn it into cider. So we spent some time learning how to make cider and you went to the UK to take a course. And then, yeah, we just started making it for fun and then realized like this is actually pretty good. Like maybe we could (laughs) turn this into a business that could actually support the orchard because it does take a lot of time and effort to take care of all the trees. So we were looking for a way to support the, the maintenance of the orchard. Nice. And hundreds of varieties. Um, can you name them all? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Go ahead. List them out. <laughs> this is now the Apple podcast, not to be confused with Apple podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, we'd be here for a long time. <laughs> Are you like, you're, so you're a proper Apple expert then at this point? Well, I have spent a lot of time learning about the apples. Um, yeah. The previous owner, John Riley, who we named the cidery after, um, I actually spent uh, this past year just talking to him every week going through. We have a whole kind of um, encyclopedia, like 
book of all of our apples and where they are in the orchard. So we went through it um, every week. We'd try and cover a different letter in the alphabet. So mm-hmm. I do have a pretty good knowledge base around the varieties and, and where they came from and, and their stories and stuff. So it's kind of cool. That's yeah, that's pretty awesome knowledge, especially because your background is in nursing. So that's <laughs> an interesting leap to take with having your background. Like I know you also have taken some courses in sustainable farming, but going from nursing as your primary bread and butter, how did you get the courage to take the leap into starting a business that was in something so different? Yeah, I mean, I have always been really interested in the food system. Uh, the nursing that I was doing um, was, has always been in, in chronic disease and diabetes management specifically. And so I was really interested in the food system, which is kind of how I got into the farming aspects. I was like, well, let's figure out like how food is actually grown and mm-hmm. our, the background in our food system. And then once we took over the property, it was just kind of like, I wanted to make sure that these apples were being used for something. Mm-hmm. And I really wanted to kind of connect people to the food growing aspect of everything and, and yeah. where their food comes from. And so, and then luckily my husband does have a background in, in business. He's a CA. So I, he was so helpful in helping us like get the business set up. So I can't take any credit for that aspect because that he was just like a huge resource for that. That's amazing. Sounds like an incredible partnership. So like, let's talk about that. Like when folks are thinking about, I know I have lots of curiosity about this because I'm, I haven't done this. What does it look like to start that process of like starting this business? So you talked a little bit about like the learning you did and like your love of cider and where that sort of came from, but, um, walk us through like what it looks like to start the process of making this a reality. I mean, there's a lot of paperwork, like a lot of it is paperwork, right? And like incorporating and doing all that stuff. I would say for me, it was just a a process of like not being afraid to make mistakes because Mm I made so many because I had no idea like how to do this. So Mm -hmm, it's a lot of like asking questions and phoning people like on different like you know, talking to the health authority and talking to, yeah. you know, whoever the, the bodies are that you need to deal with and just asking a lot of questions. And then again, yeah, just not being afraid, like you're going to not know how to do it and you're going to have to figure it out and you're going to make mistakes. Oh, mm-hmm. I love that. The idea of like, you don't have to be perfect. You just have to do it. You just have to do it. That's the thing with all Mm -hmm. of this stuff. My husband's always saying that to me, like you can spend all the time in the world, like writing the perfect business plan. But if you're not executing any of those things, then, you know, you can get paralyzed in the details and it's just about get, get going and do something. Yeah. I think people need to hear that. Like I even, even just thinking about my own goals and like things that maybe are in the back of my head, there's always like, and I think this can be particularly true for people who identify as women. Like there's, there can be some self-doubt around like, Oh, I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. Like I need to be, there's, you know, there is some like literature to support this. Like people feel like they need to be perfect or like excellent before they can try, especially like people that are like women or gender minorities. So that's interesting. Like, it's such a nice thing to hear that it was like, no, just like get your feet in there, make mistakes, be humble, figure it out. Oh yeah. Oh, and you're (laughs) going to make so many. And it's like just getting better at accepting that and being like, yeah, this isn't perfect. And, but I'm still like, I'm still going to try. And in the end, it's perfect in its own way. Like Mm -hmm. it's, it's your way of figuring it out and there is no right way to do anything. So it's kind of, yeah. Just getting okay with the mistakes. Yeah. I feel like you just nailed like our whole mantra around parenting and life <laughs> and all of it. Where have you been, Christine? You're the third host here. 
Well, you told us that you named Riley's after the person who owned the property ahead of you guys. But then how did you do like the nuts and bolts stuff like branding and figuring out marketing and like and telling people about Riley's? And your beautiful website too. Oh, cheers. Yeah, that like I've had so many friends help me out along the way. Like our our branding was actually one of my running buddies. I like to trail run and she mm-hmm. works in in branding. So she helped us out with that. The website was another friend who who kind of, you know, has has done a lot of website building. Um, there's been so many people that have helped us out over mm-hmm. this journey. And it's just, it's really about, yeah, the connections you make and the people that you know. But we're also really fortunate we live in a on an island. So we have kind of like a, a captive a group of people here. <laughs> yeah, they can't leave. <laughs> so- so they, the community has been so supportive because, you know, they really wanted to see a cidery mm-hmm. on the island. And so, and then to be honest, our marketing has been very much like word of mouth and people yeah. just telling other people, I am pretty bad at social media. I'm going to just put it out there. <laughs> and so I really like, really appreciate all the support people have offered um, in just like spreading the word um, Mm -hmm. and letting their friends know. And then tourists that come over in the summer, you know, it's just, it's a really great kind of like community space. And then we obviously welcome everyone and it's just a really fun place to be. So that's so cool. I love that idea that sort of your community, your small community where you are on your Island has sort of adopted your project and your business as like their own like everybody kind of like feels like they like have a piece of that in a way and that's just like that's such a beautiful idea within your entrepreneurship that was super important to us um to have a space for the community to come and gather and mostly me I was like talk about gardening and growing food like that was really <laughs> like what I was hoping for. And so for me, that was like, so amazing when, you know, on a sunny day, there's a bunch of people out there just engaging. Um, mm-hmm. And I, that really felt like success for me it was just like, yes, like there's people from the community here enjoying themselves. And yeah. that was just really amazing. That is incredible. And we've mentioned a couple times, like that you wear lots of hats. Uh, <laughs> you're a nurse, you know, you're a business owner, you're a cider maker, you're an Apple expert. <laughs> And we also mentioned that you have young kids. So, you know, something that we're always grappling with is this idea of balance and figuring out how to have balance in lives that are really full and complicated. Um, so we'd love to hear, what does that look like for you? I'm, I'm hearing all these things. I'm like, how do you manage? Like, how do you manage yeah. to balance? All I don't this? even know if I want to call it balance. I or no. just like, cause I don't know the if ride. balance exists, but like, <laughs> yeah. how do you manage your time? Yeah. I was going to be like, my kids eat a lot of like Katie and Annie's mac and cheese. Cause I, apples too, I assume <laughs> many apples. <laughs> yeah. I mean, totally. I think one thing that I've really been working on is just like kind of letting go a bit of trying to do again, that whole idea of doing everything perfectly. Mm-hmm. It's just not possible when you're trying to do all of these things. So I'm um, just doing your best in every area and just giving yourself, you know, having compassion for yourself and mm-hmm. understanding that some things are not going to be like, I'm not going to be able to prep like this gorgeous meal for my family every night. Like that's just not going to yeah. happen. Mm-hmm. And just kind of let go of that a little bit and just understand that like just doing your best and, you mm-hmm. know, putting together that 10 minute meal is fine. And, you know, maybe mm-hmm. I, I, I run, but I only get to run for 20 minutes instead of like an hour or whatever it is, yeah. just like compromising and, in different areas, right. To kind of make it all work. 
-hmm. And as you guys know, some days are better than others. Some Mm -hmm. days I'm like, I really got this. And other days I'm like, oh man, what am I doing? (laughs) So I texted Megan yesterday um, because my child is home with COVID right now. And so I like tested, texted her yesterday. And I was like, I'm having one of those days where I was like, oh my God, I'm crushing it today. Like I am just (laughs) killing the parenting game. And I looked at the time and it was 11 a.m. And I was like, oh no. All right, time for a nap. Wait a minute, yeah. you don't nap anymore. Yeah. <laughs> sure and then just like that. some days you just, you know, maybe you just crush it for an instant and then something you like absolutely kill it at something else or the whole day's mm-hmm. a disaster, but there's always yeah. another day coming tomorrow. Yeah. That's it. And just like not getting, don't like let the little failures like stop you. Like doesn't mean mm-hmm. everything is ruined. It just means that you maybe can do better tomorrow. Right. <laughs> this feels so serendipitous because I've decided that my mantra for 2022, if, if I can hang on to it, is this idea of like radical acceptance, like just like accepting where things are, how things come, what doesn't get done, what does get done, like where, where we sit, where we're at radical acceptance. I feel like you're speaking to that in what you're saying. I really love that. (laughs) (laughs) You can borrow it. Take it. (laughs) And I want to just stick on this idea of parenting while also opening up a new business. Do your children get like, obviously they're not like tasting anything, but (laughs) is there any way that they're involved or helping with the business? They are big time. Like, um, my older one especially loves a job. Like he's Mm -hmm. just he just is a little worker. He loves when you give him some responsibility. Um, he's like always restocking. I feel like he could run the cidery better than I can, to be honest. He's, <laughs> he's always on it. Like if we're missing something or something needs to be done, he's usually letting us know. Um, and then my younger one just loves that his friends come by, you know what I mean? Oh, They'll be yeah. like on the patio. So he'll get to go and, and hang out. Sometimes we have some games like out in the field and stuff. So he'll play with the kids that are there. And so he's really, he loves the social aspect of it. So, ah, that's like a little legacy for them then. What do you mean? Like, cause I'm like, Ooh, the two of them, they seem to have skills that complement each other. Yeah. <laughs> They'll take over the biz. I mean, it sounds like your oldest is already managing the shop. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> so I also want to know, so from the, the point when you came up to the idea to the door, to the point when you first opened the doors of Riley's, how long was that? Yeah. Um, I'd say it was around three years, three and a half years. Um, it took a while. Like we did spend a couple of years working with the previous owners just mm-hmm. to make sure that I wanted to feel confident that I understood how to take care of this place properly. Right. Um, and then just obviously the cider making piece and then all the, the red tape around mm-hmm. like making and, and serving alcohol. There's quite a bit to go through. So yeah, I'd say it was around, yeah, three and a half, three, yeah, three years. And how long have you been open for now? Like when did the business start? We opened in July, 2021. Oh, wow. Okay. So just yeah. last summer. Yeah. It's amazing. How do the old owners of that property, like how, how do they feel about where things are at and what you've done? It's pretty exciting. Yeah. I think they're pretty happy. I mean, John's main thing when he moved on was just that the orchard was preserved mm. and a lot of the varieties are really rare. So we just wanted to make sure that, you know, somebody was looking after that. Um, mm-hmm. And so I think he loves that the community is engaged with it. Um, and yeah, he, he likes the cider too. He's a fan. So <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really nice. I think he's quite happy with how everything's worked out. Awesome. I wonder if they were like moved that you chose the name you did. 
I think so. I just, I honestly couldn't think of calling it anything else because, yeah. well, on the island, people know it as their place. And mm-hmm. also, he went, this was a 30 year legacy project, right? right? He spent so much time like sourcing the different apple varieties and grafting and planting. And so we just really wanted to make sure that we honored that. Yeah, it's amazing. Podcast is in the grape silence, but in my head, I'm just like, oh, that's really lovely. <laughs> <laughs> so I should say that out loud instead of just like, yeah. <laughs> I'll get it. We're only three seasons in, guys. I'll get <laughs> so this week, we have our second to last momentum shout out of the season because I don't know if we mentioned in our intro this is our penultimate episode of the season mm-hmm. so Meg what do you have for us for your momentum shout out well I actually have a very special shout out today and it's one that I could do any any given week on the podcast but I actually wanted to shout you out this week because I know that you've been managing tons on your plate um, with the illness happening in your household and trying to work and have like both your kid and your partner home with COVID. Um, I think like, it's just like, even to get through the day is a massive accomplishment. Mm -hmm. And I know how much you're carrying and how much you're lifting right now. And that you're kind of keeping everybody afloat in your own household. And you're, you know, doing all the other things that you do to make the world better and to put your art into the world and, um, your voice into the world. So I wanted to take some space to shout you out because I think that's amazing. And um, there's probably lots of other folks out there who see your, themselves in that struggle as well right now. So big shout out to you and everything that you've taken, you're taking on right now and dealing with. Thank you so much, Meg. I appreciate that so much. Thank you. And right back at you. I appreciate you <laughs> and all that you do too. Oh, thanks. bureaucracy and red tape and all the like learning the different rules and laws and regulations around Mm -hmm. distributing alcohol, selling alcohol. I imagine that's difficult, but what are some of the other challenging parts of entrepreneurship? Just that you're kind of, you kind of have to be like, you have to understand so many different areas, but you're not really an expert in any of those areas. So being able to, I was joking about this the other day, like being able to speak the lingo of the different things, like, Mm -hmm. you know, you're talking to your graphic designer and they're using certain terms. And I'm always like being like, sorry, what does that mean? Like Mm -hmm. that abbreviation or that thing? Like, cause you're just dealing with so many different different areas right Mm -hmm. you kind of have to wear you yeah you wear many hats and you kind of have to have a little bit of knowledge about a lot of different things Mm -hmm. I like that you're asking questions though and that you're not afraid to admit if you don't know something because that's the only way to get better instead of like totally like oh yeah yeah I totally know what the I can't even (laughs) think an acronym but (laughs) yeah I literally yeah. just always like preface it. I'm like, sorry, I'm not familiar with that term. Do you mind just like telling me what that is? Like I'm new to this or whatever. And people are usually great. They just don't think about it. Right. Cause they're so yeah. used to speaking that way. So, yeah, I was actually going to say, it's such a good reminder for anyone who's providing a service that's like technical, like to dial it back and just like be <laughs> accessible. Right. Like think about like what's assumed and what po- folks aren't are and aren't going to know. It's even like making me think about how I talk about certain things in my own work. For sure. And like I, healthcare is the worst for that, right? Like we tell people we're like explaining things in technical terms in terms of like diagnosis or whatever. And it's like, mm-hmm. nope, that's not language that most people use. So we <laughs> need to make sure that we're, yeah, making it accessible and that people understand. For sure. Okay. So that's the hard part. What's the best part? 
Oh, the best part, I think, is honestly, yeah, that community piece, being able to share this, like, make something and share it with your community is mm-hmm. just, there's just something so awesome about that. Mm-hmm. And then just, like, creating something, I think, is just, there's so much um, satisfaction in that for me. And then also just take care of these trees. Like, I'm honestly in my happy place when I'm pruning the mm-hmm. apple trees. Like, I just love it. Mm. I love the community involvement aspect too, because I've seen on your Instagram that you also have school groups come in and help. Can you tell us a little bit about the community and like physically getting them involved? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're, we're really lucky on the Island. We have an elementary school and then we also have the, like, it's a private middle school with really, it's a really outdoor focused um, cool. school. And so they are really involved in the community. They like, like to volunteer at all different things. And so they usually come to the orchard a couple of times a year and help out with something. Cool. And I, oh my gosh, having the kids there <laughs> is like one of, yeah, just one of the highlights for me, getting to talk to them about the apples and biodiversity which is also something that we're really passionate about it's just like sharing kind of that whole concept of like not only having one type of anything right I think it's really important that we we encourage biodiversity and having kids sort of listen into that is just like it's just so awesome and their energy right they're just Mm -hmm. so excited Mm -hmm. about it Um, I just find it really infectious and really kind of keeps me going when you have groups like that coming through yeah, that's amazing. You're inspiring a whole generation of cider makers, maybe. Down the yeah. <laughs> um, speaking of cider making, how, like, I just, I want to know, like, all these details, like, all the, like, like, minute nitty gritty things, but I just want to know, like, how do you decide on product? Like, how did you yeah. decide how many different ciders to start with? Because, you know, you could just do one and then do it well, which you obviously have one that you do award-winning well, which we will get to. (laughs) But like, yeah, how did you pick how many to have? How do you pick what kind of apples go into each? How do you make cider? Creative process. We want to hear it. We're here for it. We love a creative process. Yeah, I think... for us, like I didn't, I know there like some, there's many cideries that have so many different ciders, which I always find so inspiring. But for me, I could only get my head around doing like two or three really well mm-hmm. to start out just because again, it's a bit of a learning curve to figure out like what works. Um, for us, we are, because of our orchard, it's so diverse. The one cider that we do is a blend from our orchard here and that's different every year because we have different apple trees producing um some trees are biennial so they produce every other year so that blend is different every season so we knew we knew we were gonna do that and then Mm -hmm. we have a lot of quints um on our property which are kind of like a rare thing like people don't really plant quince anymore yeah i'm like i don't even know what you're saying i'm like the quince like an orange like a little citrus uh, it's not, it looks similar no. to a pear. <laughs> See, Christine's but, so kind. Yeah, no, no, that's not it. <laughs> Go on. It's similar to a pear, not an orange. Duly noted. It looks like a pear, except it's rock hard. Okay. Um, and it's very floral. It smells very floral. It was traditionally used for jams and jellies in the UK. They, oh, they use it a lot. Oh, yeah. in, jam. Like you might have like, yeah, quince paste or quince jelly. Yeah. Um, so, but they smell amazing. They're very floral. Um, so we thought, well, we have all these quince and I, you know, I'm an okay, like jelly maker, but not like, (laughs) 
so I thought, why don't we press them and see what they're like insider? And so that ended up being really great. Um, nice. So that's how we did that one. And then our other one is a Macintosh cider. We actually partnered with uh, another orchard that nice. has, it's a big old Macintosh orchard in the Smilkameen Valley. And um, the farmer there is this amazing woman. She was one of the pioneers of the organic movement in the valley. Oh, wow. Cool. And she has this amazing old orchard. They're big freestanding trees. Um, but in terms of orchard management uh, these days, most most orchards are on dwarf rootstock. So they're small trees. Mm. Um, they're easier to manage, easier to yeah. prune. Okay. So anyways, this, this amazing woman has this beautiful orchard, but she was having a hard time um, like for, for selling the fruit because it was so much maintenance to take care of these mm-hmm. big old trees. Right. So for cider, it's awesome because we don't really care as much about what they look like. You right. know, mm-hmm. for a grocery store, they have to be perfect. Um, but for us, we don't really mind so much. So we partnered with her and we made a single varietal Macintosh cider which is the one that won the award um, in the UK yeah okay let's so, talk about that award yes okay so you went to UK and like no big deal you guys just opened July 2021 and then you entered your cider in the International Brewing Insider Awards and then oh you know just casually won a gold medal it's amazing <laughs> That was totally insane. I could just give a little bit of backstory on that. I Please told my do. husband, I told my husband that we were going to enter and he was like, why would we do that? The shipping alone is like crazy. Like, why would we send <laughs> cider there? And I was like, no, I just, I really want to do it. I really, honestly, my whole intent with that was to get some feedback. Like these mm. are people that drink cider all the time. They give you like their impression of the cider and all the tasting notes and stuff. So I was really um, wanting that. And then once I entered it, they were saying, oh, we need volunteers for the for the competition. And I was like, I would just love to go and see how this whole thing runs. Yeah. So, get away from your children for a little yeah, bit. Yeah, that too. <laughs> yeah. It's a work trip. It's a work it's trip. It's a work trip. Yeah. <laughs> and I, we'd lived in the UK for a while um, in our 20s. So I was just excited to go back and catch up with some of the nurses I worked with there and stuff. And mm-hmm. anyway, so I went, volunteered for the competition. And yeah, our cider actually won out of like 60 ciders in the modern cider category. So it was, I couldn't believe it. I was totally shocked. It's amazing. Yeah, it was just such an awesome experience. And they actually have uh, the award ceremonies are in April. So I think I'm going to go back for that. Oh, that's exciting, Christine. Yeah. Congratulations. Thanks so much. Yeah, it was. And let's say the name of your cider. It's the Sip and Tell, right? Sip and Tell. Yeah. That's yeah. incredible. So what does that mean like for in your industry to win an award like that? Like, what does that mean? Does it mean like, is it, do you use it for marketing? Does it go on the bottle? Like, yeah. is it just pride? like what do you do with that? Um, I'm definitely putting the little gold medal sticker yes. on the yes. bottles. Yes. <laughs> Cause I'm really proud of it. Yeah. Um, and as like a very uh, uninformed person on most like beverages, I will pick <laughs> the one that has the gold circle on it. So I'm like, <laughs> yeah, this one got a medal. Totally. <laughs> Yeah, it's a really amazing competition. It's it's been around since the, since the 1800s and it has so wow. much tradition. They take it very seriously. Mm-hmm. Everything is blind. Like you have no idea, you know, what cider is what and so it's a pretty cool competition. That's amazing. Yeah. And you get to go back and first time in. Yeah. Are you going to keep entering new ciders? I I'm like I don't know. I feel <laughs> the bar is high. Yeah. <laughs> I think I will though. It's just really fun to get feedback too, right? From, from folks that make and taste cider all the time. So um, yeah, I think I, I will. 
So in thinking about that, like, what are the, what's, what's kind of next for the cidery? Like, is it, are you just like, you know, going to continue with what you're doing? Do you have like plans for like new stuff or what's your vision moving forward? Um, yeah, we're going to continue what we're doing. I have, we're going to do, we, we've been doing a lot of smaller batches. So just to have for the community, we'll have nice. a bunch of different little small batches for people to try. Cause I think it's cool. fun just to have some variety with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we're expanding a bit into the city just with more like direct or wholesale stores and stuff like that, which is, is fun. great. So folks can get it off of Bowen because, you know, Bowen's close to Vancouver, but you're not always going to pop over to grab your cider. So <laughs> yeah. just pop on that ferry and head on <laughs> yeah. over to Bowen Island. Yeah, <laughs> that was literally going to be my next question. Like, where can folks get it? Like, wh- if you're not on Bowen, what, what does mm-hmm. your distribution look like? And I'm just going to yeah. say Bowen Island, just in case anyone's not yeah. from BC who's listening. To Inside Baseball. <laughs> um we any most of the private liquor stores around the lower mainland carry our cider now so you should be able to find it there yeah my god do you just like walk into a liquor store just to see your stuff on the shelves sometimes sometimes (laughs) (laughs) and my mom goes around and just like asks for it wherever she goes (laughs) you need to have it it's (laughs) award-winning it's so, like a version instead of like want to see my new grandkids it's like yeah. have you seen my daughter's cider have you tried this variety this new small batch <laughs> i know moms are really great at that hey like the shameless yeah. promotion yeah seriously <laughs> that was the true marketing behind it it was just your mom wandering yeah. the lower mainland and like t-shirts and- <laughs> yeah moving all of your bottles like right to the front on like a recommend recommendation uh shelf Totally. Okay. So you do small batches for the community and I guess like you guys aren't even in through your first year yet. That's wild how much you've accomplished already. Yeah. I'm really excited to have a full season, uh, this year and just sort of see like where it all goes. Cause yeah, it was such a successful summer and we've been, we're still open on Saturdays. We have a fire going and it's just, it's a nice spot to come. So I'm just excited. Yeah. For, for the spring, summer coming up and yeah, it should be good. And what are your hours? Like how, so you said you're open through the winter on Saturdays and then Mm -hmm. what do you do like as it gets warmer and more like outside weathery times? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we usually, uh, we're open um, Thursday through Sunday after okay. the May long weekend. I think probably uh, Easter weekend will open four days a week so that people can come. Yeah, nice. uh, as the weather gets nicer. And we get a lot of just day trippers from the city too. So it's nice to have mm-hmm. somewhere to go on the island. So. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Ah, yeah. well, okay. We have one last question for you, if you don't mind. No. What advice do you have for other people, other parents who are looking to start a business and just take a big swing, take a huge leap like you did? I think just don't get intimidated by the overall goal. Just kind of take it one step at a time. Don't be afraid to make mistakes um, and just keep doing things. Don't, don't get paralyzed by your fear of doing it right. Mm -hmm. That's amazing advice. Well, We'll have to think about, I th- I don't know. I've got to go write a business plan or something and <laughs> think about how to move that into, into action in my own life. And I'm sure, honestly, it's a really inspiring story. I think that folks, you know, even just the way that y- you are and the way that you talk about your, like the things that you and your family have done, um, it's very inspiring. So we're really appreciative that you took the time to speak with us. And I know that our listening community will take a lot from it as well. Absolutely. And if anyone is in the lower mainland or on Bowen Island, check it out. Riley cider 
and we will be putting all of the information in the show notes and we'll be posting on our Instagram because it's really good cider. I tried a bottle of the sip and tell and it's definitely worth it. You get a gold medal from me, Christine. (laughs) Award winning from gaining momentum. (laughs) Oh, thank you guys so much for having me. It's been such a pleasure to talk with you. Let's pause for momentum. Chasing the dream. That light bulb moment when an idea begins to grow. Plans take shape. Excitement provides fuel. Asking questions from those who have answers. Learning no one can do it all alone. One step forward, two steps back. Mistake after mistake brings you closer to success. Define it on your own terms. Savor the lessons. Wrap yourself in chances for growth. Applaud your resolve. This is your moment. Walk into it with confidence. We acknowledge that Gaining Momentum is recorded, produced, and edited on the unceded territory of the Selic Okanagan people and the traditional lands of the Anishinaabe, Enina, Oji Cree, Dena, and Dakota peoples, and on the homeland of the Metis Nation. Gaining Momentum. Gaining hosted, making, and happy. With artwork by Catherine Katja. With music by Evan Dysart. Please check our show notes with each episode for more information on Catherine and Evan, plus how you can stay in touch with us through email, Instagram, and Facebook. We look forward to hearing from you.